Hello, you're listening to Drawn to the Flame, a podcast for fans of Arkham Horror, the card game. I'm your host, Frank, and this is another one of my first look episodes, this time also about the Investigator starter decks that are new to Arkham Horror, the card game. But which Investigator starter deck are we looking at this the fourth time? Once again, the magic die will decide. We only have two Investigators left. Odd says it's a blue Investigator. Even says it's a gold Investigator. Let's find out. Three. That is odd. That means we're looking at Nathaniel Cho, the boxer. Let's dive right in. He's a three willpower, two intellect, five combat, two agility. Criminal and warden traded, which really fascinates me. Reaction. When you deal damage to an enemy by an event or a fight ability on an event, deal one additional damage. Limit once per phase. So examples off the top of my head. If I were to play sneak attack, that's damage to an enemy by an event. So he would deal an extra damage. I can do that once a phase. But also if I were to play an event that said fight, like say a backstab, I would do an extra damage with that. So straight away, we're thinking about events, obviously. And we're thinking about events that deal damage or that allow you to fight. Which is slightly different, I think, because fight means that there's a test. But with five combat, he probably likes to fight. His Elder Sign effect is plus one. If this skill test is successful during an attack, return an event from your discard pile to your hand. A little bit like Yorick's ability, but it's a little bit more selective. It's only events that come back. So again, pretty heavy event theme. Have we really seen a Guardian that really wants to lean into event play before this? I don't think so. Roland, not necessarily. Zoe, not necessarily. Mark, could be because of all the card draw, sort of toolboxy Mark but you still probably want your assets down and things like that. Leo, not necessarily, maybe. I I mean, guess heavy ally for Leo. Who comes after Leo? Carolyn, don't think so. You want those assets that heal horror down. Yeah. And then who was our Tommy? Wants Becky down, wants to put Soak down. Probably not. So this could be a kind of new direction for Guardian. As I've said on each episode so far, this is not an investigator-specific episode, so I'm not going to lean heavily into Nathaniel Cho's sort of strengths and weaknesses and things like that. His flavour is I must fight on. He's nine health and six sanity. We will come back and do an investigator-specific episode at some point. The current lead time for certain investigators is two years, so yeah, it gives us enough time to play them and think about them and see if new cards come out that change things up for them, that sort of thing. So yeah, don't expect that here. As with all of the episodes as well, you can take a drink if I talk about the investigator's specific ability as like, a, oh, this would work really well because he gets to deal extra damage. And you can also take a drink if I start talking about how good a card would be in another investigator's deck. And I'm trying not to do that because Peter and I really want to do that kind of episode down the line when we've torn these decks up, put the cards into other investigators and seen what the impact is on the wider card pool. So that's Nathaniel Cho's front criminal and warden traded makes me want to read his story when up-and-coming boxer nathaniel cho was offered lots of dough for a title fight he thought he'd finally hit the big time but his promoter turned out to be part of the notorious obanian gang and nathaniel was pressured to fix fights by taking a dive every now and then his refusal led to his brother randall's accident Nathaniel is rightly fed up with the mobsters endangering Arkham citizens on a nightly basis. Now, he puts his fists to better use, patrolling the streets and defending others from harm. But he's about to find out 
there are much more dangerous things that lurk in the shadows of Arkham than simple gangsters. So he's a criminal because he worked for the mob and took falls, but he's also a warden because he's turned his back on that life and he's trying to stop it. I really like that as a story. I think that's a really cool little bit of tension. Deck size 30, Guardian card 0 to 5, Neutral card 0 to 5, and he takes Randall Cho, Tommy Malloy, and one random basic weakness. All simple. So far, we've seen six reprints per deck, and then the rest of the cards are new cards. I'm expecting the same here. I'm thinking, so far, what we've really seen is that the Investigator starter decks have a very simple, very focused idea, and they stick to it. So I really like that, just as a you understand what the product is for, or who it's for, rather. Also, this one, we think that Jeremy Zwern took the lead on designing, so let's see if we can see any Zwernisms as we carry on. Let's push on. Randall Cho is his signature asset. It's a two-cost asset, concerned brother subtitle. It's unique as well. Willpower, intellect, and wild icons. Funny funny selection there. I'd have expected a combat icon. Ally and medic traded. Nathaniel's deck only. Free trigger after Randall Cho enters play. Heal three damage. Or search your deck or discard pile for a weapon asset, play it, paying its cost, and shuffle your deck. You've got to give this up, Nathaniel. Sooner or later, you're going to get yourself killed. He's in a wheelchair, and he's got a sort of um, medicine box in front of him. One health and three sanity. Nice to get a big soak of sanity on your signature asset to counteract the lower sanity that Nathaniel has. Takes up the ally slot. Is that a good ability? First of all, we've got a choice here. If you're struggling for health... You're paying a two-cost asset to heal three damage and then soak one damage and three horror, potentially, if you can get it right. That seems okay. Like, straight away, it's better than playing Emergency Aid 2 for 2. That's nice. But also, this ability to use it more proactively and search your deck or discard pile for a weapon asset would be pretty cool as well. What weapons the starter deck has, we shall see. I think we've already seen the boxing gloves. But maybe you're running other weapons in Nathaniel. Maybe you're running... A lightning gun or a flamethrower in Nathaniel, he can take them. So you've got a two-cost total deck tutor to find that, which is incredibly strong. And if you search your deck and discard pile for a weapon asset, you get to play it, saving the action, as long as you've got the resources. So you drop Randall when you've got, say, six or seven resources, go search your deck for the big weapon, and it's in play all in one action. You've got an ally to soak and the weapon. I like that compression straight away. Probably I'm not using the heal three damage ability and using him to save actions and get the setup just requires the resources. And resource generation, I'm really interested to keep an eye on here. It's Guardian Achilles heel. And Tommy Malloy, it's a weakness enemy, our first weakness enemy. Two fight, three health, three evade. Humanoid, criminal, and syndicate traded. I don't think the syndicate is too common a trait. Prey, Nathaniel Cho only. Hunter, forced, when Tommy Malloy would take any amount of damage... Reduce that amount to one. They call him the Big Palooka. Nathaniel calls him scum. Tommy Malloy would take any amount of damage, reduce that amount to one. Man, so you play some three damage event, or even just hit for two damage with a weapon, and it goes straight down to one. So the way you get rid of Tommy is three fights or three pings of damage in a row. Maybe something like a beat cop ping, just so you don't end up spending three actions, would be really useful. Or if there's any way, I think we've seen the card announced already, of getting multiple fights in one action, 
you could do one hit and the second hit to go ping ping to wear him down you don't want to use any of your you don't want to use your reaction ability to do extra damage because it doesn't do anything to tommy that's a nice little design he's easy to hit he's just really tough like if you're if you're able to hit three damage per hit you're still going to take three hits to kill tommy that's like he's got nine health really it's a nice way of actually doing making him really beefy so this guy he doesn't punish you if you've not got any weapons because you can still just do the three damage. But even if you're set up to fight the biggest thing, he's still going to take time. He's just a, a tough guy. The big palooka. Oh, and he's smashed the door to get in. Muscle man. Okay. And the weakness. It is a treachery weakness, the basic weakness. It's a flaw traited, and it's self-destructive. Put it into play in your threat area. When you deal one or more damage to an enemy, take a damage. Double action, discard, self-destructive. Okay. As we've seen with all of the basic weaknesses so far, it takes what you like to do and works counter to that. Pretty easy to clear, but if it arrives just when you're about to be in a big fight, that's a real pain because you're damaging yourself as well. You're sort of flailing around with your fists and, yeah, hitting yourself and hurting yourself as much, pushing yourself too hard. It's quite hard to judge the basic weaknesses in a vacuum. I've not seen any that I think is particularly painful. Although, thinking back, I think Jacqueline's basic was quite nasty. That was the one that damages you when you draw the auto-fail. Yeah, that was pretty nasty. But they've all, I think, double action to clear so far. Or was the one... Winnie's was failure test. Wow, it's just so many cards in such a short time, it's hard to track. I won't go down that road. Yeah, this seems, yet again, hits you where it hurts. So that's fine. And the next card is Boxing Gloves. This was definitely announced... Three cost asset, combat icon, it's item and weapon traded, so Randall can fetch this for you. You get plus one combat while fighting. Reaction, after you defeat an enemy, exhaust boxing gloves, search the top six cards of your deck for a spirit event and add it to your hand, shuffle your deck. So in itself, it's just giving you the combat boost, it's not giving you a damage boost, but it has this ability that's triggering even if you're defeating enemies while not fighting. If you're defeating an enemy just through a ping of damage somehow, you're still drawing cards with the boxing glove, hopefully. Searching six is not stellar, but it's still decent, and I think that Nathaniel packs a lot of spirit events, so it's pretty good. It's also worth noting this is a double hand slot, so if you're doing the boxing gloves thing, unless you're running a bandolier to run another weapon, you're probably expecting to get all of your damage from events and from Nathaniel's ability. That's just worth bearing in mind. I um, It's one of those abilities that I'm really keen to try out and see if I can get to the consistency of damage I'd like. The consistency of damage I'd expect in Guardian, normally a Guardian wielding a weapon. I wonder if Boxing Gloves is sort of a cute thing, that once the campaign gets into its later stages and you really need that reliability of damage output, it's something that you move away from, maybe. But yeah, Tommy with these down, he's at six to fight. It's pretty good. It's worth noting as well, they're three cost. So three cost for something that's going to repeatedly draw you cards. It's, it's That's intriguing, right? Because that's machete levels and it gives you the boost while fighting, but no damage boost. So yeah, maybe there's, maybe there's a sense that this is quite a strong card if it's at three cost for that ability. Two copies. And we go next to Flesh Ward. Straight away, I see it takes an arcane slot. This is a three cost asset with a willpower icon. It's ritual traded. Looks like it's uh, Daniela Race in it. Uses four charges. Reaction. When you're dealt damage and or horror from an enemy attack, 
exhaust flesh ward and spend one charge, cancel one damage or horror just dealt from that attack, and it soaks a damage and a horror itself. So it's a three cost, four dodges, but it's not a complete dodge. It just removes one damage or horror from an attack. Pretty useful against weenie cultists who only deal a damage or a horror. You can basically shrug them off. Bit more difficult against, say, the ghoul priest that's hitting for two and two. You're only cancelling one bit of that. I really like that once you've spent the four charges, you can then also take another hit on the flesh ward. That's really cool, like, little extra detail. That panic, like, oh man, if only I had one more charge on it. Oh, it's okay, I'll, I'll kill the flesh ward. And you're exhausting Flesh Ward, so I guess you you still don't want to be like tanking loads of enemies, but if there's just one to deal with, you can be using the Flesh Ward. I like the idea of maybe using this to then take an attack of opportunity to get a weapon down or to draw a card or whatever it is you need to do. The ideal here is that you're tempoing with this card. Three cost and an action to allow you to ignore five enemy attacks to a certain degree. Yeah, I can see that. That's kind of nice. And you want your guardians to be able to soak. I meant to say, that's the other thing that I'm really intrigued about, about Nathaniel. We've so far seen guardian, broadly speaking, either mitigate damage and horror or deal damage. And we might see a way of Nathaniel doing that that's not the conventional with weapons way. And I was really interested to know, will he also be able to deal with damage and horror? And Flesh Ward is a good example of that. It's a way of soaking up hits that other investigators couldn't afford to take. Nice. Next is Greta Wagner, the Purifier. Unique ally asset, five cost, intellect and combat icons. You get plus one combat, ally and hunter traded, sorry. Reaction after you defeat an enemy, exhaust Greta Wagner and deal one damage to her. Discover one clue at your location with iron and salt, with water and fire. Three health, two sanity. Art is pretty badass. She's just like, awesome hunter spearing some creature right through the chest. Super cool. Is this a cool card? Yes, I think so. It's a five cost combat boost, so a little bit worse than beat cop, but it does something slightly different. It discovers you clues. You have to defeat enemies to do it, but she's going to help you defeat the enemies, and she has to take damage to do that, so you're going to get two clues, and after that point you're going to lose the combat boost. Five cost for three clues is not great, but that's where the combat icon... She's she's a little bit like Xavier, right? Where there's this weird tension about what she's doing. She's shoring up your combat, so you want to keep her around. But then also she's damaging herself to get clues. Nathaniel only has two intellects, so that's kind of a nice fit. And it takes what he likes doing, killing enemies, and turns it into what he's not very good at doing, getting clues. So yeah, I like that. And it's, yeah, <laughs> cool card. Weird card. The, the Guardian decision point about which ally to run just gets harder and harder right beat cop tetsuo mori alice luxley there's so many little choices there now i think greta wagner fits in as well the five cost is the sticking point can you afford five cost and particularly five cost for an ally that's going to get killed so you're not paying five cost and thinking yep that's my ally for the game i don't need to worry about paying it again you're going to be defeating enemies and you'll probably want to be getting clues also, it makes me think, will there be ways of fetching enemies in this deck? Is On the Hunt a possible reprint here, where Nathaniel really wants to fight to trigger boxing gloves, to get clues, to do his stuff? So maybe there'll be ways of doing that. Next is Physical Training. Okay, our first reprint. Two cost, willpower and combat icons, spend a resource for boosts, you can boost willpower and combat. Okay, 
Um, not as exciting as, say, Streetwise Zero, but yeah, fair enough. If you've got the resources to boost, you're probably using this to shore up your willpower. But maybe there are times where you haven't seen Greta Wagner, you haven't seen your boxing gloves, you just want to make sure that some of your attacks land. Yeah, okay. Uh, not the most exciting card to see, but fine. And next is Relentless. Ooh, okay, it's a... Um, what are they called? Boxing bag. Punching bags. It's a punching bag that's on the ground, leaking sand. It's split down the side. Robert Lasky nailing it. Zero cost asset. Combat and agility icons. It's talent. Reaction. When you deal excess damage to an enemy, exhaust Relentless, place that excess damage on Relentless. Free trigger. Discard Relentless. Gain resources equal to the amount of damage on it. Wow. Okay. Tasty little economy card there. Zero cost to play. Doesn't give you any resources. Then you're hoping to hit enemies. And if you use Nathaniel's ability to do extra damage, or you just happen to be doing an attack that does two damage normally and it's a one health enemy, all of the excess damage that you're creating overflows onto Relentless. And then at a certain point, you discard it and get resources. Cool. My head straight away goes to, but how many enemies can you see before you want to do this? So you need to kill three enemies with excess damage or one enemy with three excess damage, but that seems very excessive, to get to the same point as emergency cash. And that means that you're playing this turn one but not seeing the reward until you've done those kills. At best, that's in a turn or two. In multiplayer, that could trigger quicker. In solo, that could be quite a long time. It could be right towards the end of the game. It's a little bit like investments, isn't it? Set it and forget it, and then hope it builds up. If I could get this to four or five, I think I'm happy. And I like the idea that it's just a free trigger to discard it, so you don't actually have to spend an action cashing it in. Definitely a card. If you see it late, it's just a combat or agility icon. So the challenge for the Nathaniel player is judging when is it okay to put Relentless down. How many enemies have I seen so far? How many am I likely to see? How much am I going to do excess damage to those enemies? Are we going to see Vicious Blow? in this deck as well then as a possibility trade in a vicious blow for it's essentially a card for a resource at that point that in itself is not a good exchange but if the vicious blow is helping you land the hit and then you're needing the resources to move forward that's reasonable-ish okay nice fun guardian economy everything we've seen so far is basically geared towards enemies really focused on enemies next is safeguard level zero Oh, Safeguard is maybe one of the strongest cards from the Dream Eaters so far, up there with Segment of Onyx. This is two-cost asset, no XP, a willpower icon. I think the XP version has an agility icon as well. Talent traded, reaction, after another investigator moves from your location to a connecting location, exhaust Safeguard, move to that location. Keep an eye out for any trouble, she told me. I rolled my eyes. There was always trouble. Nice. I know what the difference is here because I've been playing a lot of Safeguard Level 2. Safeguard Level 2 is when another investigator is taking their turn, exhaust Safeguard, when they move, you move. So you can get as many moves as they get, which is particularly strong if you're paired with a Seeker who has silly number of moves. The moves still need to be from your location to a connecting location. So if they do something weird like Esoteric Atlas and move two spaces, you don't get to follow them. You can't teleport. You're just sort of chivying them along, standing at their shoulder. This is two cost, just giving you a single move each turn, which I think is fair for the downgrade, and I think is still pretty nice. 
you know, it's not that often that someone is wanting to move multiple times in a round unless they're really rushing, particularly if it's the seeker or the clue getter, whoever that may be, they're moving to the next location and starting working on it or moving to it, clearing it out, and then no need to move on yet. So you just saving the action each turn to stick with them is really nice. I've loved playing Safeguard, particularly in Tommy, Drink, we're talking about another investigator. The actions you save, I just pour into drawing more cards and getting set up. And I think that's similar here, right? You're just making sure your hand is full, you're ready to deal with any problems, because one of the things that taxes you, actions to move, is got rid of. I talked about it when that card came out and I first looked at it. There are so many fun things you can then do messing with that as well, because you can also move with this while an enemy's engaged with you, because it's another investigating moving, so you don't take the attacks of opportunity. So you could get someone to move you to a location with a clue when you then take your turn and kill an enemy and Greta Wagner triggers and you get a clue or whatever it is. Cool. What a fun level zero version. And next is our first event. So we've had, wow, barely any, seven assets. No, six assets. Just six assets. I mean, there we go. Low asset count. Compare that with stellar 13 assets. Like half the assets. Right, first event. This is one I think we saw, right? Zero cost event, willpower and combat icons, clean them out, spirit and tactic traded, fight. When this, okay, let's actually get this out of the way right now. Spirit, Calvin can take it. Tactic, Mark can take it. Lots of these cards are spirit and tactic traded. If I don't say that for the rest of the episode, let's just consider it said then we don't have to have like a thousand drinks as I keep mentioning Calvin and Mark. We'll just we'll just say that. We all know that Mark can take level zero tactics and Calvin can take spirit zero to three. So it's done, said. Let's draw a line under it. Okay, moving on. Cool, fight. When this action begins, gain two resources. Time to tighten some screws. Who is the woman who is throttling that guy? Because she looks badass. I like this, I think. What I like is it's a fight event which means Nathaniel's ability, sorry, we are going to drink, gives it a plus one damage. So this is a zero cost event to do two damage in a fight rather than just fighting, not you're trading a card for a damage at that point. So it's really like the equivalent of just taking a fight and committing Vicious Blow in Nathaniel's hands, but it has an extra icon to Vicious Blow and it gives you two resources just as a little kicker on top of that. So that's where I start to think it's really nice. You want to trigger events to fight rather than just actions to fight, because then you get Nathaniel's ability. And this is giving you something else as you do that fight. Pretty good. I wouldn't mind using this to say, just gain two resources as I'm hitting Tommy Malloy. And as I was thinking about that, I was thinking, damn, Tommy Muldoon, Tommy Malloy, Tony Morgan, there's too many TM, <laughs> T-O, and then M sounding characters now in Arkham. We've got to be on our toes with that. You might just want to do that, right? You might not want the extra damage, but you might still want the resources. You might want to use this on a one health enemy and overflow onto, is it Relentless? Yeah, Relentless. Just as another, you've got three resources out of the card then, just in a weird split up way. It's, it's nice, I think. It's strong. Next card is Counterpunch. Now this was announced, pretty sure. Yes. Zero cost event, combat and agility, Spirit and Tactic traded. Poignant silence. Fast. Play after an enemy attacks you, even if that attack was cancelled. Fight. This attack targets the attacking enemy. Good to be clear about that. Nathaniel's ability is limit once per phase. So, you could use Counterpunch, trigger an attack of opportunity in the investigation phase, 
and hit back. So you'd spend an action doing whatever it is you're doing, moving, drawing a card, playing an asset, and then you get the hit back, which is nice. And because it's a fight action, Nathaniel's ability, drink, yeah, we're all on the same page here. Or you could have an enemy engaged with you who attacks you in the enemy phase, and then you finish them off, and you might have already used your ability to do something else in the investigation phase, and then in the enemy phase you're getting even more damage, which is really nice. Or you might not need the overflow damage, but you use it anyway in the enemy phase because you're not going to be fighting anymore to get uh, extra damage on Relentless. Like it. I'm starting to see how you're just piling out pips of damage as best you can just to slowly whittle down enemies and also generate resources, and I like it. Pretty cool. Pretty good. The important thing here is the fast, because that just, it bakes in an action to fight. So you could, yeah, you could play two of these when you take the same attack of opportunity, bam, bam, on the same enemy. If you don't kill it with the first punch, you can kill it with the second. That's nice too. Cool. Okay. Moving on. Dodge. Our friendly dodge. I've already name-checked dodge. One cost event, willpower and agility icons, fast, play when enemy attacks and investigate at your location, cancel that attack. Nathaniel probably ends up with people engaged with him. He might not have finished an enemy off. Not sure yet if the damage output is quite there. And then he just dodges it and starts fighting all over again, which is nice. And I really like the counterpunch. It's pretty clear. Play after an enemy attacks you, even if that attack was cancelled. So you can even dodge the attack and then counterpunch. I'm just doing a little bit of body movement. I'm such a good wrestler and boxer. That's how good a boxer I am. I even used the wrong word. Next is Get Over Here. It's a quote title with an exclamation mark. I imagine Peter's excited. Two cost event, willpower and combat icons. Spirit and tactic traded. Engage. Fight. That's bold and bold. Choose a non-elite enemy at your location or a connecting location. Move that enemy to your location. Engage it and attack it. That's tasty. Two cost to play a taunt just for one enemy, but it has this area of effect. I love cards that give you bigger range. I've just been playing some of Return to the Gotten Age, and there are some cultists that spawn at different locations, or definitely not on your location, empty locations, things like that. The fact that you can compress the action to move to it, the action to engage it, the action to attack it, and then the action to move back into a two-cost event. Pretty damn nice. Two-cost, yeah, yeah, I like that. The other thing is, that could be an enemy that's engaged with one of your friends, and you just pull it over to you, so they can go about their turn. Maybe you've got an enemy on you as well. You kill the enemy on you, you then play, get over here to pull the enemy off them and start fighting that. Yeah, cool. Move that enemy to your location, engage it and attack it, yeah. And it has to be a non-elite enemy because some elites need to be on certain locations, so being able to move them is a no-go. That's cool. Super nice. Yeah. Two of them. And Glory. Pretty sure this is new. One cost event, double intellect icons. I was going to say, is this a clue card? Spirit traded. Fast. Play after you defeat an enemy. Draw two cards. Flavor. Ding, ding, ding. Wow. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. One cost... It replaces itself with a card and you get another card. And it's fast. Yeah. Cards are king for event-based decks. This is a sweet little card to trade in. If you don't need the cards, you can commit this to get some clues. Or a clue. Yeah. Fine. Another trigger off defeating enemies as well. So many we've seen so far. Greta Wagner. This. Boxing Gloves. What else? 
relentless with overflow damage. That doesn't care about defeating, though. Plenty. Plenty. Okay, that yeah, that's nice. I think early on, even if your hand is not great, if you've got a couple of these in and you see an enemy, it's like, okay, we're going to use these to push through and start drawing into the stuff we need. I like that. Next is Monster Slayer level zero. Wow. Return to not very commonly used card. It's zero cost, no XP, wild icon. I have no idea what the cost and the icons are as Monster Slayer level five. Spirit traded, fight, bold. This attack deals plus one damage. In Nathaniel's hands, it's a zero cost event that deals three damage. Nice. The level five version is fight, if you deal any damage, defeat the enemy. So it's sort of unlimited damage. But this, yeah, for zero cost, a fight ability, this is pretty good in Nathaniel's hands. Zero cost card to deal with a three health enemy. Yeah, sign me up. Potentially you even use this card to do three damage to a two health enemy and put a damage on Relentless. <laughs> Clearly Relentless has really caught my imagination here. I'm really intrigued by how much overflow you can get on it. That's really stayed with me. Yeah, I think that's fine, right? Like, at zero cost is good. If you've got boxing gloves out, you find another card after killing the enemy. I think using this as your three health enemy solution is reasonable. Yeah. And next up is one-two punch. This was also revealed. Two cost event, combat icon, spirit and tactic traded. Fight, you get plus one combat for this attack. If you succeed, you may fight that enemy again. You get plus two combat and deal plus one damage for that attack. Nathaniel is renowned for his rapid left jab and right cross signature move. It's a fight event. It's actually two actions in one, and you fight at six and then seven and deal one and then two damage, or two and then two if you're Nathaniel, or one and then three. This, like, I think Monster Slayer is your solution for three health enemies. This is maybe your solution for four health enemies, and you save this up for that, unless you're really desperate to just whittle down a three health enemy with this and you don't use the ability. We talked about it a fair amount when we did our Investigator Starter Deck sort of preview episode when we were first thinking about it. I think it's strong. Two cost, like this would be really tasty if it was one cost, but then it's two actions. So yeah, I just, I, I really like the compression here. And this I think is a good Tommy Malloy solution. You attack Tommy at six, dealing one damage, and then you attack again, only dealing one damage, unfortunately, because of Tommy's forced ability, but it compresses two attacks into one for you. Bam, bam to start whittling down his health. And next is Stand Together, level zero. Ooh, hoo, hoo. Okay, one willpower icon gets two at level three. Choose another investigator at your location. Both you and that investigator gain two resources. They won't take us down that easily. Nice. That's all right. It's typical guardian. Rather than you gaining four, you share the love with someone else. I've seen, like, interesting about this that they cap the resource gain at two for Guardian cards, just to make sure you can't do any shenanigans where you pump out a load. Obviously, this card is no good in solo because you have to choose another investigator and you can't. But yeah, that's fine. Early on, that's pretty good. As a nice setup first in turn, it's nice. And it's spirit traded, which means the boxing gloves could find you this. So you might be defeating enemies and actually just be in a bit of a resource hole. And just fetching this and helping out an ally would be really nice, a teammate. Cool. Next is Vicious Blow, level zero, called it. Probably not Nathaniel in the art, because he's wielding an axe, but yeah, sweet. Single punch becomes uh, a two damage hit. Combine it with any of your fight actions, start to be quite big damage. 
Does he get any other skills? No, that's it. That's the level zero deck. And our first XP card is Evidence Level 1. It's one cost. It's double intellect icons. That's the same. Insight traded. Fast. Play after you defeat an enemy. Discover one clue at your location. Two clues instead if you defeated enemies with a combined total of at least four printed health this turn. Flavor, just as I suspected. Oh. So if you've drawn a four health enemy, evidence becomes a two clue card. Or if there's a one health and a three health, you just have to make sure you have the health to whittle down. Intriguing. Still pretty good that you have a way of getting clues again, which Nathaniel would really like. But yeah, kind of a strange condition on getting the two clues. This is a 60% of the time it works every time kind of card, isn't it? You're desperate for the situation where you've got enough enemies to kill and you're at the right location to get the two clues but without a way of drawing the enemies that you need, you may be like, I'll just pay one and get one clue, fine, I'll move on. And strikingly here, he has very little clue stuff. He's got Greta Wagner to get three clues, and then apart from that, I'm just flicking back through, he's barely got any intellect icons even in this deck. That's pretty challenging. Solo Nathaniel just with this deck is going to struggle to get clues really hard. Next card is galvanize the art is so vivid it looks almost like it's an ffg employee i don't know if it is this is a two cost event one xp double willpower icons spirit traded fast play only during your turn ready a guardian asset you control you may take an additional action during your turn which can only be used to fight okay you punch an enemy with the boxing gloves you exhaust the boxing gloves and pick this card to draw you pay two to ready the boxing gloves get another action to fight if there is something to fight. And if you can kill the other enemy with Galvanize, the the Galvanize action, you can then use the boxing gloves to search again. This comes into its own when you think of other assets that exhaust in Guardian. I'm not going to do a comprehensive list, but I'm thinking straight away of Beat Cop. Potentially also Greta Wagner as well. You've just killed an enemy and discovered a clue, but you do require another enemy really to deal with. Unless you're exhausting an asset that doesn't care about whether or not you've defeated an enemy. Maybe you exhaust the beat cop and then ready it to exhaust it again to do another point of damage. And then you can fight to get the last hit. Something like that. That's sort of desperate. Okay, I just need to exhaust this again. I wonder if there are any guardian weapons that exhaust beyond the boxing gloves. Can't think of one right now. But yeah. Intriguing. Extra actions. Pretty nice. And actions to fight feels very guardian. Next is Counterpunch level 2. This is now zero cost. I think it was zero cost before. It's double combat icons and agility. Fast. Play when an enemy attacks you before resolving that attack. Okay, before it was even if that attack is cancelled. And this is now before resolving that attack. Fight. This attack targets the attacking enemy. You get plus 2 and deal plus 1 for this damage. So even a 3 health enemy with a Counterpunch, you can just wipe them out. Super nice. And then they don't get to attack you. Ah, it's... Really good. Really good. Feels muscly. You could use your ability again in the enemy phase to put a point of damage on Relentless if you if it's only a two health enemy. Nice. It's just more ways. I imagine that we're going to see Nathaniel spending actions engaging enemies, like last action engage this enemy off you. They can st- he could still follow his clue-getting partner using Safeguard. 
but he just has the enemy hanging around until the enemy phase and then kills them in the enemy phase. I like this idea of guardians being able to deal with enemies in more phases than investigation as well, that it like spreads out. Because obviously if you drew an enemy that uh, drew a treachery that said, you know, any enemies engage with you, attack you or draw such and such enemy off the deck, it attacks you. You can counterpunch that as well and do the damage in Mythos. Next is get over here level two, double willpower and a combat icon. Two cost, stayed the same cost. Fast, play during any free trigger window. Engage, fight. Choose a non-elite enemy up to two locations away. Move that enemy to your location, engage it and attack it. So the difference here is that this has become fast and the range has increased to up to two locations away. And yeah, the fastness of it is awesome. You can even play this then during the free trigger window after, say, the first player has drawn their their encounter guard, just grab an enemy and fight it. Again, you can use this in free triggered windows outside of the investigation phase to get multiple pings of Nathaniel's ability. Cool. Nice. I like that. Next is Lesson Learned, one of Peter's favourite. This is Insight and Spirit Traded. One cost event, two XP, willpower and two intellect icons. Fast, play after you take damage from an enemy attack. Discover two clues at your location really nice. Doesn't work very well in combination with counterpunch if you're playing when an enemy attacks you before resolving that attack and killing them. So lesson learned wants you to take a bit more of a beating. Likewise, if you dodge that attack, you don't take the damage. So again, you can't discover the clues. But I like that this is just a neat one cost get to clue card. It doesn't have the conditions that evidence level one has, which makes sense. It's two XP instead of one. Again, the big question for me, how do you draw enemies? Because you want enemies on the location that has the high shroud and the two clues, and you just got to be able to get them. Nice, in fact, that you could be using get over here to reposition enemies from elsewhere to the location you need them. Yeah, I like that straight away. A cultist spawns in a random location in Midnight Masks. You go and stand on Miskatonic University, play get over here, Ah, you don't want to kill them, though. <laughs> Move that enemy to your location, engage it, and attack it. I know, yeah, you'd have to then do something else. There'd be a way of making it work. But pulling it over to you and then kit- taking damage from its attack to then get clues seems nice. Mano a Mano level 2 is the next card. So we've seen Mano a Mano level 1 before. This is an upgrade to that. Willpower and combat icons. It's spirit and bold traded. Play only as your first action. Deal two damage to an enemy engaged with you. This action does not provoke attacks of opportunity. Three damage in Nathaniel's hands. Zero cost, three damage. Sure. It's nice. Like, just boom. Mano a Mano is not a very commonly played card. I wonder if we'll see the level one or the level two sneaking into Nathaniel decks now because it's just testless damage and he can control how much damage he does to a certain extent. Yeah, fine. Okay. Is there any difference here? I guess the strength is it's not a fight action, so you don't need to worry about tokens. The enemy does need to be engaged with you, so you've probably drawn it in Mythos. And next is Overpower Level 2, keeping with the theme of all of the decks so far. It's the Guardian version of Overpower, triple combat icons, max one committed per test. If this test is successful, draw a card or two cards instead if it succeeds by two or more. Die, you beast, is the flavour, and it's Silas wrestling an octopus. Yeah, I've said something about this card or its counterparts in the other first looks I've done. I don't think I have anything else to add. You're probably spiking up to an 8 or 9 using this card. 
which means you're probably drawing two cards, but you could be unlucky. And loads of draw is... Overpower at level zero is still reasonable for helping you pass those critical tests and replacing itself. This replaces itself plus one, which is really fun. Next is Boxing Gloves level three. Wow, I was not expecting that. It's gone down to two cost. It's gone up to double combat icons. You get plus two while fighting item and weapon traded. So you fight at a seven... After you defeat an enemy, exhaust boxing glove, search the top nine cards of your deck for a spirit event and add it to your hand. Shuffle your deck. Wow. It's basically responded to everything that I wasn't sure about about boxing gloves level zero. The cost has gone down, the boost has gone up, and it gives you a bigger search. Awesome. Really nice. If you're leaning into the boxing glove style, why not? And that is a really nice target then to ready with, what was the card called? Galvanize. It's called Galvanize. Because you get two search nines in a turn if you've got the enemies to do it. I like it. Yeah. You're just you're then cherry picking the spirit events you need. You need resources, you're going for the, the ones you need. You're setting up counter punches or one-two punches. Lovely. That was a really nice surprise at a higher level. Gret Wagner level three as well. Okay, that was a really good surprise. She's still five cost, three XP. Combat, Intellect, and Wild icons now, so she's gained the Wild. Ally and Hunter, you get plus one Combat and plus one Intellect. After you defeat an enemy, exhaust Greta Wagner and deal one... Can someone write in and say, is it Greta or Gret? I think it's probably Greta Wagner. Anyway, you after you defeat an enemy, exhaust her and deal one damage to her. Discover one clue at your location or a connecting location. And she's gone up to four health and two sanity. So you can now get four clues from her and they don't even need to be at your location... And she's giving you the passive intellect boost as well as the combat boost. I like that a lot. It's like Roland's ability, sort of, on a card. Well, it is exactly is, isn't it? Defeat an enemy, get a clue. I mean, <laughs> sorry to do this, everyone's going to drink, but Roland maybe really likes this ally. Shore up the two stats you're using. And particularly the idea that you could defeat an enemy and discover a clue in your location as Roland and deal a damage to Greta Wagner and discover a clue on a connecting location. Yeah, I like that. You maybe have this this play style in solo Nathaniel where you're playing Greta Wagner and you unlock a couple of locations where there are clues and wait for that first enemy. And then when the enemy lands, you kill it and get the clue from the hardest location. And Greta's also helping you get clues. Probably when you're only at intellect three, she's probably helping you only get clues at, at one, maybe two shroud at a push. But yeah, that's nice. Cool card. Next is Dynamite Blast level 3. Wow. Double willpower, double combat icons. Four cost. So that's the same as the level 2 version. Fast. Play during any free triggered window. Choose either your location or a connecting location. Deal three damage to each enemy and investigator at the chosen location. Because it's fast, it doesn't trigger attacks of opportunity. The level 2 version also doesn't trigger attacks of opportunity but takes an action. The big difference here is you can play Dynamite Blast in Mythos, in the enemy phase, or in the upkeep. I'm starting to sound like a stuck record here, but that means you can use Nathaniel's ability outside. Ah, nice. I love it. I'm not even going to finish that thought. That's really good. Really good. You obviously need the situation where there are enemies that you want to deal four damage to at a connecting location, or maybe you end up dealing the damage to yourself. You could even do it after Hunter enemies move. So the hunter moves in on you and then you throw dynamite on yourself. Or the hunter and he moves one location behind you and you toss dynamite over your shoulder. Costly, but potent. Nice. Next is, is this going to be our fourth, 
4 XP card. It's not. It's Taunt level 3. 1 cost, 3 XP, willpower, willpower, combat and agility icons. Fast, play during any free triggered window. Engage any number of enemies at your location. For each enemy engaged this way, deal it 1 damage and draw 1 card. You steal your nerves and shout into the darkness, come and get me. Wow. Taunt 2 is fast, but it's not during any free triggered window. And it gives you the card draw, but not the damage. This is a cool, tasty upgrade. See my point about using dealing damage outside of the investigation phase, which I really like. That's like the theme of this episode, clearly. But then also dealing the little damage. So you can do something if you're really swamped with enemies. You start chipping away at all of them. And particularly any weenies get killed off. Ping, 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 ping. And then you're left just with a few big ones. So the taunt is compressing all the actions you need to get all the enemies engaged with you, but also doing some sort of pseudo fights for you. Super nice. Now, Nathaniel's ability is when you deal damage to an enemy by an event or fight ability on an event, deal one additional damage. By my read, when you deal damage to an enemy by a... Yes, it's limit once per phase. So you couldn't turn this damage into deal two damage to each enemy in the same way that you couldn't turn the dynamite blast into just a four damage flat out thing. It would be three damage to each enemy and then four damage to one. And the same with this, it's one damage to each enemy and then two damage to one. That's still pretty good. If you're, if you're engaging three enemies, you're potentially doing four damage there. It's really nice. You could, could be really well on your way to killing them. Like Stand Together, like the new evidence, I would definitely file this under multiplayer. <laughs> obviously taunt is pretty useless most of the time in solo unless there are lots of aloof enemies and that's pretty common that we see some guardian cards that are just very multiplayer focused the other thing i'd say is we've only seen three reprints so far in this deck dodge physical training and vicious blow does this mean that the zvern decks have fewer reprints or are we now going to see high xp cards that are all reprints let's see we're drawing close to the end Next is physical training level four. Is this going to be the same as Arcane Studies for? Double willpower icons, double combat icons, two cost, uses two resources, replenish these resources at the start of each round, spend one resource from your resource pool or from physical training, you get plus one willpower or plus one combat for the skill test. Yes, <laughs> exactly the same. I like this. I like having the, the repeatable resources there. I love the idea that you don't need to worry too much about boosting combat because you've got a plus two combat every turn with this pretty tasty it's such a shame this doesn't boost intellect because that really feels like the weak spot for nathaniel particularly in solo and i'd love a card i could have down that was just topping up his intellect steadily you know imagine if you could have something like the mark harrigan ability to just damage yourself and boost up yeah that'd be wishful thinking yeah this is nice this is cool i think this is particularly useful like the arcane studies in the Factions that are probably the most cast-strapped, Guardian and Mystic, probably, I'd say. So having a bit a, a reusable ability, if you can play this on turn one, you're making like 10, 12, 16 resources off this because you're just using them and they're, they're boosting you for the rest of the game. It's two of those. And next is 1-2 Punch, level five. Is this our last card? It is, wow, okay. So we just got one level four, one level five. It's two cost and has Four combat icons, spirit and tactic traded, fight, you automatically succeed and deal plus one damage for this attack, you may fight again, you get plus three combat and deal plus two damage for that attack. 
So that is a 2 damage followed by a 3 damage hit. 5 damage with Nathaniel, 6 damage. So for just a single action, you can destroy a conglomerations of spheres. For a single action, you can kill the Ghoul Priest in solo. Auto damage for 3, and then a plus 3, which makes you an 8 against 4 to deal another 3 damage. Wow. Powerhouse. Super good. I like the compression. That's the thing that really stands out to me there. Landing multiple hits, which is what you want to see in Nathaniel, right? You want that feeling of a boxer. And that is the deck done. As I said, I'm really intrigued about how this deck gets clues. <laughs> really intrigued. It's maybe the deck that is the least rounded that I've seen. And maybe the expectation is that the Guardian and Seeker decks, it's just as luck would have it, they're the last two that I'm looking at, don't balance out as well as the Mystic, Rogue and Survivor decks. Maybe, or maybe I'm missing something, or maybe there's just another way of building it. You know, maybe it's also the solo focus for me that if you're picking up this Nathaniel deck, you're wanting to play the boxer and you know that this is like, let's go all out brawling and we're going to do that by not worrying about getting clues. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I think the standout for me was Boxing Gloves 3 and Greta Wagner 3. That felt like such a treat to see those two sort of like stand out. Not, not quite unique for the Boxing Gloves, but they, those special cards for this deck get the treatment of the XP. Really like that. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. There's only one to go. What a marathon getting through all of the investigator starters. If I've missed something obvious, you can let me know at drawn to the flame podcast at gmail.com. We're drawn to the flame on Facebook, Twitter, Patreon, and Designed by Humans. And of course, I just love to hear from you. If there's a card in here that you're like, this card is baller. I'm so excited about it. Let me know, because I might be excited about it too. Thanks so much for listening and catch you soon. Bye.